and welcome to Horror Talk with the Toys. The podcast where we talk about our favorite horror movies and the true crime stories that inspire them. Today we're talking about a classic, The Ring. special guest with us. He's Andy's brother and um, he's the best. He knows lots of things about theology and demons. He's practically a priest. Michael Toy! Here he is. <laughs> Thanks guys. Thanks for having me. All the way mm-hmm. from down under. That's where, so you were, you just came from New Zealand and Australia, Michael. Um, and he has my last name, so Toy. Or our last name, so we're sticking with the theme. Three toys. Four toys, including the cat. But, um, you know, who's counting? Who's counting? <laughs> yeah. Um, There's okay. a lot of toys here, so this episode's <laughs> gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Or Michael has a really unique insight into some of the creepy shit that we like to talk about, and mm-hmm. a lot of that has to do with what he was doing in um, Australia. So we'll talk was... a little bit about what you studied, though, too. Like your background. Oh yeah, so um, I have a Master of Divinity, which is the degree that everyone who is a minister or pastor gets. Um, I studied at Princeton Theological Seminary in New Mm -hmm. Jersey, and then I was doing church work in Connecticut for three years Mm -hmm. um, as a lay pastor, which means uh, someone who's not ordained. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I quit my job and I moved to Australia and New Zealand, and for the past six months I've been working as a researcher at the University of Divinity in Melbourne on a project called Spiritual Healing in West Papua. And so we were looking at the ancestor spirits and the local spirits and how those interact with people and Christian healings and all that good stuff. Oh, it's so good. I love that so much. It's basically, it's like a demonologist. Yeah. And, um, but, but not, but not like the Roman Catholic version. A spiritualist. Yeah, just like a little bit spiritual. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's so cool, so interesting, and wild. Studying spirits and ghosts. (laughs) And uh, Michael has some good ghost demon stories that we'll get into later. But but first, um, we're talking about movies. Yeah, first. So so what we like to do when we have a guest is we like to talk about your favorite horror movie, which Michael has a couple, but you love the Strangers. Yeah, I love love the Strangers and. I think it's just one of those, the first ones that I saw just really creeped me out. So creepy. That movie's horrifying. Yeah. It's so scary. Yeah. Very formative time watching it too. I remember, do you remember we were in the theater? We, was, we saw it together and we're the only ones in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody else was in there. <laughs> yeah. and then, like, I remember like at some point, like the door opened, you know, and like you hear like someone like coming behind you and you're like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was scary. Like, the cleaning first. I think, yeah. I think I was like maybe 17, 16, 17. Um, so good. Anyway, we talked a lot about the strangers. <clears throat> yeah, we've already done and... the strangers, so we're gonna talk about your second favorite. Which yeah. Is... So another movie that scared the crap out of me was The Ring, and part uh-huh. of it was because it was um, playing on TV, and we didn't we didn't get to rent a lot of R-rated movies and stuff, so we'd have to like tape it on the little TV upstairs, <laughs> and then we'd like play it back and like try to get it without the commercials. 
Um, so I taped the ring because it was came on like during the family dinner or something, and then like I came back and watched it. Family dinner. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, this is the scariest thing ever. Yeah. Had to like sleep with the light on for two nights. (laughs) Now, to be fair, this is after. Yeah, I I had already gone to college. I don't think I I wasn't around um, for this, so you had to you had to sleep by yourself. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So The Ring is directed by Gorbik Verbinski and based on, it's actually a novel, or it was a Japanese novel and it was adapted into a Japanese movie called Ringu. Um, and it was really popular with Japanese audiences, horror audiences, and then they decided to make an English speaking version of it. So to be fair, I haven't seen Ringu, um, <clears throat> which is- I was just is, gonna ask if anybody's seen it. I yeah. Seen it. Which is which is weird because I, I usually like to watch all of those, but um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it, and maybe it was because like when I saw The Ring, it wasn't quite the same experience as Michael had. Like I I was like, I saw it maybe ten years after it came out, and I was like, ah, oh, this is just okay. When did you see it, Anna? The Ring. The Ring. I can't remember like the first time I saw it, but I I feel like it came out when we were in high school, Andy. Yeah, but I didn't watch it then. Okay, I I watched it when it came out, <clears throat> but I I don't have like a specific story. Like I don't remember where I was, like I do with some others. But like <clears throat> I remember it really freaked me out. Like any time static happened on a TV for like years after I saw that movie, I was like convinced I was gonna die. <laughs> I think maybe the problem was that I I saw a scary movie first before I saw The Ring. Oh <laughs> scary movie yeah. Three. Or yeah, yeah. So whichever I one. I haven't seen any of the scary movies. And, and I think I, I watched it like on an airplane or something. I don't know. I can't remember um, because I don't really like those movies. But I don't know for some reason that's what stuck in my mind, and I was like, well, I don't know. Anyway, we just watched it last night. Anna fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, to, to kind of refresh our memory about it, and it was uh, it was really great. Actually, I thought the film stood up, and I think I actually enjoyed it last night more than uh, previous viewings, in my opinion. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, no, I thought the cinematography was really good. The characters um, were more interesting than I remembered them being. And the pacing, I thought, was uh, really good. Like, it was yeah. didn't feel like a horror movie. It's really mm-hmm. good. So it's a good movie. Gore Ver- Verbinski is the guy who directed, like, Pirates of the Caribbean. He also did A Cure for Wellness. I don't know if you guys remember that movie. It's, like, the creepy horror movie that just came out uh, a couple years back. Um, interesting film. It wasn't super great, but it was really, really, really pretty. And the cinematography is absolutely fantastic and you said he directed that too mm-hmm. oh. yeah and it was another cool one it's kind of like a little indie underrated uh horror movie but yeah. i think the three things i noticed was um yeah the editing pacing was really good it felt like not a horror movie sometimes i felt like it was even almost too fast like it was made for a younger audience um, and this is 2005 so it's still you know it's almost 17 years ago and then the other thing too was the every shot like it, it no there was no lazy shots like everything looked like it was a piece of art like every single shot in it even from like there was one it was funny it's like it, it it stuck with me even though it's like really boring it's like a scene where Noah opens up like a locker and like grabs some equipment like some film equipment yeah and it 
it, it just stuck with me because it, it shows it from the, instead of like, just like the camera kind of panning around and him like grabbing stuff off the shelf, it cuts and he opens the door um, from black and everything behind him is like perfectly in place, like <clears throat> down to like the, um, you know, everything's like super balanced and it just looks really pretty. <laughs> and I'm like, that was like one of the most boring shots. And it was just a dialogue. It was like just the whole thing was just to get, you know, to the point where like you get Naomi Watts' character and, you know, Noah's character to talk to each other. And he could have done that a million different ways, but he instead he like lined up this really, really pretty, like really boring um, sequence. But it really, really shows, I think, his talent and his attention to detail. And I think that's why he's, uh, this movie stuck out with like a bunch of these little supernatural thrillers that were in the same time, like The Grudge. I forgot, Sixth Sense was kind of in that same zone too, right? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> well, it's so good. Like, <clears throat> it's almost like feels lo-fi, but it's not. You know what I mean? Like it feels yeah. like... Well, grainy and Yeah, gritty. and how they color corrected the whole thing. Yeah, so it's, it's all like those green, green and, tones. Yeah, and blue. <laughs> it just like makes you like feel... Like you're seeing something. It, I feel like it set it apart, you know? Totally. So I liked it a lot. this is the part of the podcast where we'll talk about the film and a little bit about the plot. So if you haven't seen it and you want to see it, and you should, it's important, then skip to the part where we just talk about murders and we talk about our scary stories experience. Seven days, seven days, seven days. Ring, <laughs> ring. Okay, so The Ring was actually released in 2002. Um, it was a remake of the 1998 Japanese horror movie and was based on the novel of, of the same name. So yeah, it was written by this guy named Ewan Kruger, but the original screenplay was by this guy named Hiroshi Takahashi. Um, and that's the, the story that it was based on. So I actually didn't know this, but it, there's like a whole um, series of books, Ring, ring novels really <laughs> and yeah there's um it's more sci-fi than um mm -hmm. horror in some of them like some of them take place in like alternate universes and some like other weird stuff so yeah really really interesting i, I think I, I i might even try to read them i didn't know anything yeah about that it. sounds kind so, of fun <clears throat> yeah um so you know it's funny it's like I, in talking about this movie and going back i i remember like not loving it and actually in reading about it and researching, like most critics liked it. Uh, most people really liked the directing and Naomi Watts' performance, which this is like right after Mulholland Drive and kind of her breakout. So um, it's really good. So the plot of the film is <laughs> it opens and it's got to be like the worst, um, worst, like not the worst, but like the most boring classic uh opening to a film like two teenage girls sitting on the bed like telling each it. other's secrets <laughs> scary stories i loved yeah. it though because it was like really when did scream come out before or after this before it Way reminded before. me of scream like that intro yeah, i really exactly like the like intro that. it's like nostalgic and it makes you like feel like I don't know. <laughs> well and like we'll get to this but i think part of the power of the film too is subverting that like setting those expectations up and then mm -hmm. subverting them you know so it wants yeah. you to think that it's like oh it's just like a teenager kid like horror story yeah totally and i think um 
I don't know, maybe I liked it because I was like a young girl when I watched it. So I could like see myself at a sleepover like in this situation. Totally. Or so it was like scarier to me. Right. Anyway, <laughs> so these two girls are talking and they, you find out one of them has watched this tape up in the cabin like with her boyfriend and they were trying to tape a sports game and they couldn't figure it out. So, But instead they watched like this other um, weird thing that uh, you don't know what's on the tape, but you find out like you're supposed to die seven days after. Yeah, there's like a legend <laughs> that you die seven days after. You yeah, watch it. something <laughs> like that. And it's like set up like this really cheesy, scary story. <laughs> um, and then what happens? But uh, yeah, the girl dies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Naomi Watts' character, her niece, watched the video and died seven days later. And then yeah, and, you get a, you get a creepy. And phone her call. death was super <laughs> weird, and like no one understood like like how a sixteen year old because like her heart stopped right. They were like how yeah, they yeah they stop? don't nobody understands. Doctors can't explain it, mm-hmm. you know. So she kind of goes out and tries to figure it out, and um, yeah, we meet <laughs> her, her son Aiden, who's kind of creepy, mm-hmm. and her <laughs> ex boyfriend. Noah, who's Aiden's father, which you we figure out like halfway through, <laughs> which is really weird. <laughs> I felt like it came out of nowhere, and maybe that was good because like, you know, that was a a surprise. But I was like, it can't be that obvious. I don't know. It w- there wasn't anything really subtle about that storyline, and I wish maybe it was a little bit more so. But anyway, so the story goes that basically, um, there's an evil girl out there named Samara who nobody knows is evil. uh, Naomi Watts is just trying to figure out what's happening. And so finally figures out that there's this girl who her parents killed her and put her down a well. (laughs) And she thought that (laughs) she, she thought they, uh, they thought she was dead, but she was actually alive and lived down there for seven days before succumbing to her hunger. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or whatever <laughs> or drowning or whatever yeah exactly yeah, yeah. i don't know um so she's like okay we got to help poor samara <laughs> i don't know like helps her soul get to rest <laughs> but we find out that's the opposite of what is good <laughs> and she ends up being uh just a, a, a bad person and a bad spirit so the way that you get her to stop from killing you is you make a copy of the videotape and then you show it to somebody else it's like like a chain letter remember when you used to get those like yeah. the emails <laughs> but uh you know it's in a, a, a videotape so if you have, make a copy and you show it to somebody else then you live that's basically the story and um naomi watts character obviously lives but ex-boyfriend gets killed at the end son makes it and everybody makes it because they keep showing the tape to other people. So that's how you do it. It's kind of like the story. Uh, we were talking about It Follows earlier. It kind yeah. of reminds me of, like a little bit of that one. But, you know, obviously like way before. Um, but, yeah, the chain letter thing is a good. <laughs> <laughs> or like now it's on Facebook's like, share this post or bad things will happen to you, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gosh. I have to. I have to admit I kind of think that. I kind of I kind of judge the people that post those. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Who like, doesn't? <laughs> unfriend. So let's talk about some of our favorite parts of the ring because there's so many really iconic moments during this film. But 
I mean, we talked a little bit about this, like the the opening. <laughs> That's one of your favorites, Anna, <laughs> with the two teenage <laughs> girls that are talking to each other and telling scary stories. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nostalgic, and I don't know. I this movie like it's you watch it again and you're like this is kind of a really stupid plot, but then it was so scary when I saw it. Yeah, I was so freaked well, out. And like, so this is coming out in 2001 so it's two years after Sixth Sense comes out Mm -hmm. and so Sixth Sense kind of you know also does that like separated couple you have the little kid you know who's like kind of creepy um so it's a lot of the same elements so it like sets you up to think that it's gonna be like oh okay Mm -hmm. ghost story we get away by like Sixth Sensing it you know helping Mm -hmm. these ghosts and then like they leave us alone Uh and they're like nope (laughs) yeah 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 that's exactly what happens (laughs) I think I, I was saying this earlier, but the the movie, the videotape is really pretty. I think it's like yeah, uh huh. It's like a really kind of mesmerizing, cool, yeah, like just you know sensory things that are just happening, and some of it, like the ladder and the chair scene, I think are really really beautiful, like just very minimal and aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> but then there's like the worms yeah, and like that yeah, some other kind of gross stuff. Yeah, what other good scenes are there? There's the the well scene. Well, Samara in general. Yeah. Well, I mean, how about her coming out of the TV? Like, that's got to oh, be one yeah. of the best mm-hmm. ones, right? Yeah. So, spoiler alert, at the very end, <laughs> Noah gets gets killed. <laughs> um, but uh, the way that she he does it is uh, seven days from the time he watches the videotape, uh, because he doesn't make a copy of it and show anybody, then Samara comes after him. And the... Uh, TV just like pops on and he, you know, turns it off and then it pops on again and she comes out of the well. It, it, it's at like the very end of the movie or of the videotape. It just shows like a picture of a well. And so, you know, it, it starts there and then it, she starts coming out. And then when she gets to the, the you know, the, the screen, she comes out and becomes real and, uh, and kills you. So it's a bad way to go, but. You know, that was that was a pretty cool scene. I feel like that maybe hadn't been seen on television before, maybe like uh, or on in like movies, like something in a television coming out and becoming real. At least I don't remember something like that happening. Yeah. Yeah, So it's pretty cool. Uh And that's like the power of the whole film, I feel, was taking like for the after effect, you know, because there's like horror movies that are like good and you enjoy it. And then it's like the scare effect afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I had such a good scare effect because it took yeah. something so common that everyone has, you know, in your mm-hmm. bedroom, like a TV, a TV, and turns into something terrifying. And mm-hmm. then, like, other stuff, like flies, ladders, even mm-hmm. just, like, a chair in front of a TV, something that's, like, not creepy, it turned into yeah. something really uh-huh. scary. And the, f- the, like, fuzzy noise on the TV when the static, it's yeah. static. static. White noise. Like, I was saying I'm, like, still terrified of static on television. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, think the ring girl's coming. Yeah. I mean, there's so much subtlety to the film that makes it work because you you think about like this premise, like we just said, I'm like, you say it out loud and it sounds so dumb, but there's so much subtlety in the film that um, you start to buy into it a little bit, like you start believing it. I mean, the first half of the movie, other than the one chick dying in the very beginning, is pretty slow, like from horror movie standards. Like, there's no jump scares. Like, yeah, there's nothing I like. Know. There's a couple. It's like, like a mystery. It's yeah, like, like a couple of yeah. creepy things happen. And like, uh-huh. maybe what's you know has to pull out a you know piece of string from her her throat, or you know her nose starts bleeding, and 
Um, you know, I don't know. There's some creepy stuff, but yeah, the death toll is pretty low compared to a lot of things. Um, it's a really, you know, kind of a slow burn. Um, although we talked about like pacing's really good, like pacing's really fast and like uh, the story moves at a good pace. You know, they're going from place to place to place trying to figure this mystery out. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like the uh, the mystery surrounding Samara and the family and the horses it was all it was, it was really well done. And you you buy into the fact that like oh yeah, these people absolutely have to make a copy, or else like they're all gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah, it's like it's like a metaphor for like procreation. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because you have like uh, Naomi Watts' kid, you know, and like who they didn't plan on having, but then she like literally murders for him, and then you uh-huh. have uh, Samara's mom, who like the only thing she ever wanted was to have this kid, and then she gets the kid, and then she like murders the kid. Yeah, because she's being creepy though. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like, like literally driving her insane. Yeah, I think the the sequel actually deals with. Um, she finds Samara's birth mom or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, uh, tries to figure out where, Samara. what she was doing. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then the very last scene, of course, like, you know, mom's teaching the kid how to make a copy. And then it just goes to black because like, it's like assuming that you watched it now. So this is going to happen to you. Yeah. Because <laughs> like mm-hmm. static and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's, good. it's good, man. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's creepy. And like it was aimed. I don't know exactly who they were trying to make the film for. If it was like young adult horror movies are generally like a, you know, younger, like teenagers. Yeah. 13 yeah, to teens, yeah. you know 20 age group. Um, at least like this type of movie. But uh, I think the lasting cinematic legacy that it left really paved the way for a lot of other things especially in like the Japanese kind of style, like the grudge or the fly or I mean the eye, you remember the eye? Oh yeah. 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 One missed call. Remember that one? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, I could just name like a string of really terrible American <laughs> remakes that were, you know, just like not even close to the ring, but this is the one that I feel like, you know, kind of ushered things in like that, like kind of new wave of um, mystery horror into the American market. So Good job. Good job, Naomi Watts. Good job, Gore Verbinski. I wonder what that guy's doing now. Is he doing anything interesting? Yeah. I don't know. Haven't haven't heard from him in a while. That movie Cure for Wellness took a really long time to make. Um, so I don't know, maybe he's just on like vacation after that. <laughs> I would be. So there's not a true story behind this, but we do have an ancient Japanese legend from, I think, like the 17th century, or maybe early, maybe the 14th century. There's a castle in Japan, and the some, like, lord was king of it. And then he had lots of servants, and one of the servants was named Okiku, and he told Okiku that he was going to marry her, but she was like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's um, pretty standard <laughs> yeah so what he did is there are 10 golden trays in the basement and he hid one of them away and said all right okiku if you don't marry me i'm going to tell everybody that you stole the 10th tray and then you'll get murdered and she got sad and threw herself down the well because she was like this is a lose-lose situation i was gonna say this sounds like a, a kid's parable up until this <laughs> part <laughs> yeah so down a well. and then well, that's not the end of the story so then um, 
later she would haunt the castle and haunt the lord and she would whisper counting up to nine yeah but then like be like scream because she couldn't count the tenth one it was never there oh and i think the story goes she drove him insane yeah the lord Lord is yeah sounds like a bad news i mean sounds like like a bad dude so maybe it was fine no i like that shit she was like listen you did this to me, now I'm going to come back. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. But yeah, so that's the story that it's based on. And there, I think in some of the uh, uh, renditions, he actually like tortures and, and murders her yeah, um, yeah. in the well, like dunks her head down and then like, um, you know, for, for trying to get a confession and then, then finally just leaves her in there to die, which is a little bit more messed up, I guess, I think. But yeah, it's it's a pretty cool oh. story, and it's that's like that's the well, that's the whole thing, and then yeah. she comes back and you know vengeful, people, vengeful yeah. spirit, man. I like that. Beware of the vengeful spirit. So speaking of spirits, let's talk a little bit about some of the stuff that you were studying this past year, because from what I understand, like we just in our conversation, it was that this is like the thing that most people believe on the island. There totally fine with it like there's no atheists in papua right yeah 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 (laughs) so the i guess the dutch came um ages ago and colonized west papua and then uh they brought the missionaries in in the late 19th century and converted everyone to christianity basically all the native people um calvinists (laughs) yeah yeah, dutch reformed yeah (laughs) um but now it's yeah it's super conservative and evangelical bent um, Hmm. which is that's the that's the whole Every, so everyone's Christian. Like, that's what they believe. That, yeah, that's mo- the right. state, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like 80% of the indigenous population identifies as Christian. Um, but there's also, like, tribal beliefs that are left over. Mm. Um, so they also, like one guy was saying, it's not uncommon for, you know, people to go to church on Sunday morning and then let, at midnight they'll be laying on their ancestors' graves trying to pull power out of their spirits and oh. their bodies. Because that's that's something that they believe in is ancestral spirits. That's right. like a big yeah. part of it. Yeah, yeah. So like the ancestors are your guides. Um, it's part that, but it's also like a big part. Like you don't want to offend the ancestors, which we kind of get too. Like being Chinese, Chinese, being like Chinese. There's a, a respect for ancestor or elders in general, but dead ancestors is yeah. It's like in Mulan, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> right. worship yeah. the ancestors, mm-hmm. pray to them, and then they come to life and fight with each other. Uh-huh. Yeah. When you go like we go to the cemetery and we do like we stand over the grave and do a ritual with our hands where we mm-hmm. like bounce yep. our hands up and down. Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. No, wow. we, me and me and Michael. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> we go to, yeah. Like we that's go what. To our yeah. Like, and we go every. Like, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, it's like a ritual that we do. <laughs> <laughs> How do you <laughs> feel about that? Happy. Yeah. I love it. Gotta, I'm just yeah. laughing because I was like, Chinese? That's what I said. I didn't say anything else. Like, the Chinese do that? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just have never seen it. Yeah. I've never Which, gone to the cemetery with you guys. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's fine. They're not your ancestors. So, so the yeah. uh, um, so the population's evangelical Christian, but this they've got this weird situation left over of, like, ancestor worship. So... Talk, let's talk about let's well, so, talk about the creepy stuff though <laughs> yeah yeah so there's ancestor spirits and then there's also um other spirits that are running around um some of them are like inside of the trees or inside of the birds and animals um and others are just running around 
I would say like a personal spiritual being, kind of like what we would think of as an angel or a demon, mm. but it's some something out there that's not uh, human. Yeah, and in humans, it's not an ancestor or right. whatever, yeah. a ghost. Yeah, it's its own thing. So they, they, they totally differentiate between like ghosts and like inhuman spirits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. super interesting. They don't really have like ghosts as we would think then. Like the ancestor spirits would come back in a form of um, like a an animal or something usually. Oh, interesting. I like yeah. that a lot. Wow. I could be a kitty cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, okay, so let's, what, what's the church's stance on this? So that's the thing. The church just ignores it. They're just like, oh, yeah, ancestor spirits and these local spirits, they don't exist. There's only one spirit. There's only one God. And, you know, you can't talk about it in church. But then, you know, everyone <laughs> everyone just sits in the pews and nods like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they go out and do their own thing because they know it's part they of know the reality it's... of the culture, you know. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, so it's like a cultural it's, situation. very similar to... Africa, I feel like, well, where I was in Africa, yeah. Uganda, because that's like totally how it was. Like every single one of them, even the most like devout Christians, because there's like a big Christian presence in Uganda mm-hmm. too. But all of them were superstitious about it, or I shouldn't say superstitious, I guess, but they were. They were like they bought into all the like witch doctor stuff. Totally. And it was just like you know, like they thought we were crazy as white people because we didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, they're like. No, it doesn't exist. You're like, well, okay. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> um, so this this particular study that you were doing, um, like, was this sanctioned by the church or is it just a university? No, yeah. So what happened was um, I was at the West Papua and Foreign Affairs office mm-hmm. and I was talking about my background and they were talking about, oh, well, we have this report that has just come out of West Papua um, of exorcisms and possessions. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, we think it'd be good to research this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So then the university of divinity, which is like a collection of all the different denomination, um, colleges, uh, they have a center called the, um, center for religion and social policy. And so the aspect that I looked at this through was how does spiritual healing relate to colonialism and a foreign force like foreign military force occupying your land yeah 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 so like basically i just interviewed um dozens of west papuan refugees and just heard story after story of um these like firsthand accounts so it's not even like rumors or legends it's like so yeah my sister got sick because someone buried bones outside our hut you know and put a hex on her channel using these spirits mm-hmm. um and we didn't know so we had to call the healer and the healer came out and found them and then we took the bones away and then the sister got better it's so crazy so yeah. in exorcism like we our last episode was on the exorcist the movie and we always think about like this dramatic like roman catholic uh situation where you know you've got the power of christ compels you in holy water and stuff like that's probably not the situation here. How would like an exorcism go down in West Papua? Yeah, so there's a couple of different, like, that's part of the we're trying to figure out because you've got these tribal spirits, but then you have another guy who's a Christian spiritual healer and he's prayed over two people and they've said, oh, we see Satan standing there. So they don't hmm. use the word um, swangi or iblis, which is um, Malay, Indonesian for spirit, but they say Satan, which is like specifically the big Satan, bad boy like the bible the bible's Satan. interesting so they're trying to figure out like 
with the best approaches of Christian healing can cast it all out. Um, the story that I just told about the guy's sister yeah. who got sick. So they called a priest who is also a spiritual healer. And Christian think, priest. Yeah, Christian, like Roman Catholic priest. Yeah, yeah, okay. And like, but his dad was a pastor. So like in the Protestant church. And so he was oh. like praying, everyone was praying for this person and he wasn't getting better, you know? Yeah. So they call him this healer and he comes in and does his thing. Yeah. Um, using his spirits or whatever to discern. And then they, he goes out and finds the bones. Wow. So, I mean, so I, we're always going to ask the question, right? Like science versus, uh, you know, like maybe this, maybe this is just hocus pocus, right? Or, um, you know, because like, that's what a lot of people like to explain away is like, Hey, maybe it's like a mass hallucination or like a cultural, you know, psychosomatic thing. But it sounds like in this one, they really didn't know that she had a curse. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't know that they mm -hmm. they had been cursed. Um, and so, yeah, they didn't, there's no way she could have known and it had, it couldn't have been a psychosomatic thing on her part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So either it was coincidence or like something happened with these bones that was creating a negative effect on right on this family right yeah interesting so were there ever so like that would be i guess like if you relate it to you know something that we would understand like maybe um like a hex or like a, a right. curse like a yeah. witch witchcraft situation yeah was there ever ever reports of actual possession of like people like doing weird stuff or... yeah 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 there's a couple of different ones um there's one where there's a girl who just finished high school and she goes home um from school and like she's done and then her dad's off being an absentee father or whatever and mm -hmm. the mom's like doing the same mm -hmm. um, so it's just she and her sister in the house um and late at night, I think around two or three in the morning, two black like shapes come into the house and like terrorize her. Mm. Um, and basically Ugh. like what she said is she said um, they forced her into a suicide pact. Wow. And so um, she they gave her instructions on how to prepare this potion with herbs and stuff. So she's all like freaked That's out and crazy. sad. Yeah. And she goes to school to like talk to her aunt. Um just basically like to say goodbye. Yeah. Um, but without telling anybody what's going on. So she runs into this guy, the Australian spiritual healer who's there just hanging out. Um, cause he's friends with like some of those people who worked at the school and he's like, he can sense something's wrong. So he says, okay, go to this room in the school and we're going to pray over you. And so they go in and they, uh, start praying over her. I think it's the grandma, the aunt, and maybe someone else, um, and then the spiritual healer. And she's thrashing about and emitting these vocal cries, much like in a mm. kind of a Western, what we would say is like a Western-style exorcism, <laughs> yeah. you know, like a mm -hmm. demon exorcism. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, eventually after, like, five hours of prayer, then she goes, like, under the power of the spirit and comes out having seen light with, like, no feelings of anything dark inside of her. Wow, so they got rid of the uh, the dark presence or yeah, the the yeah, suicide yeah. pact dudes, right? Yeah, so that's crazy. Yeah, what a crazy story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like the prayer thing worked for her. Um, is that like a the spiritual healer? Like, is that a title that you would hold as like a 
is it's like someone's job or is that like just like one of the local uh, like priests or whatever like has that title yeah no yeah no one would really go by that title um that's just what we gave to this guy who's going around and i guess he has a a prayer he would call it like a prayer healing ministry where he goes in and does the big kind of charismatic yeah yeah prayer over praise in churches and praise over people and but he's known for getting rid of spirits or... uh well no that was his first encounter that was oh, his first encounter wow. with that kind of spirit yeah wow yeah and since so he heard like i think six or seven more similar to that kind from this dude yeah wow so he's not looking for it he's just going around doing his thing like just trying to convert people to, <laughs> to christianity he just stumbles across this demon yeah wow yeah. that's crazy man yeah what a weird uh yeah and he was australian so he wasn't even um he's like he's just like a traveling preacher yeah basically. pretty much yeah 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 wow <laughs> dark days man mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's crazy so what what would you describe like as like rural mostly, like fishing yeah. yeah well the thing is is like there's not really great um farmland mm-hmm. and so it's hunting um and then fishing like up in the mountains it's like hunting birds and stuff and then and the coast it's just fishing but they don't have a lot of agriculture what they do have is freeport which is one of the biggest gold mines in the world and mm. so Indonesia came in in 1962 and basically, and the U.S. Come, went in to operate the mines. And then so the U.S. supports Indonesia's occupation of West Papua. Because of the gold because mine. Because of the gold, yeah. Jeez, dude. So messed up. Yeah. Because they don't, want, they don't want them there anymore, right? Yeah, no, the West Papuans, I think out of um, two and a half million or so, maybe 2.3 million, 1.8 million of them signed this petition saying like we don't want oh gosh (laughs) yeah here yeah but and it was presented to the un um human rights group but like one of the guys on the human rights group is the representative from indonesia so he was just like well we can't accept this because we can only accept petitions from um countries we acknowledge are are colonized and because you're not a colonized country technically according to the un yeah then you're not you can't we can't do anything with this petition. Yeah. About 1.8 million signatures. Yeah, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, poor Papua, man. They're just trying to get their gold under control. Yeah, I mean, they don't even care about the gold, man. They're just like, yeah. want to be left in peace. You've got these Indonesian commando forces running through the forest. And if they hear of anybody, you know, any preacher or any speaker, any artist who is making waves, mm-hmm. then they come in and shoot them. Oh, shoot. Yeah. So one of the guys that I interviewed, he was a, a guerrilla soldier. And oh, At whoa. one point, he was um, like the most dangerous guerrilla in West like, Papua. Wow. That's what they said about him. And then they um, caught him and threw him in prison in Java in Indonesia. And then he was like airlifted out and made it to Australia. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he escaped. Yeah. Yeah. But basically what he would do is he would go from village to village and warn the villages when the Indonesian commandos were coming um, mm-hmm. ahead of time so they could get out or like the people yeah. who were needed to get to safety could get out. Jeez, man. Wow. That's wild. Yeah, that is wild. Well, did he have a weird demon story? Oh, yeah, he has lots of weird demon stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did... um, yeah, so he's really, I think I would say like spiritual too. Mm-hmm. And so when he was locked up in the prison, he has an ancestor spirit that was in the form of a bat that would like save him and saved him before. Um, oh but then when he was in prison, he he really doubled down on Christianity, and he tells me 
in prison, 10 years, the bat never visited me. My ancestors never visited me. Oh, Only yes. Jesus Christ visited me. And so now he's just like full on only worships Jesus. Wow. The ancestors. Yeah. Well, I would too, I guess, if the ancestors bailed out. But so in in the whole in the whole of it, like because you were studying like how foreign power influencing it, like it kind of influences it. Do you feel like there was they're leaning on spirituality more because of you know in solidarity against uh, Indonesia, or do you feel like Indonesia is like just encouraging that so that they can like kind of will power over, you know, like use religion as kind of like a crutch for the, the populace? Yeah, well, look, it's hard to say exactly what the cause and effects are, what the correlations are. What we do know from past literature is that when there is a foreign occupation, um, this guy Hollenbach in the 80s was writing about Palestine, um, you have a higher reporting of spiritual possession, spiritual hmm. attack. Okay. Um, yeah, and I think... You so know, life's harder, maybe? Right. Or... So, you know, you can't say exactly, like, scientifically, like why this is happening but if you just think sociologically or spiritually there's a lot more spiritual duress there's a lot of trauma everyone's basically traumatized um mm -hmm. you're continually traumatized because you keep hearing stories after stories of um like they had this like nine foot snake that they're torturing a prisoner with you know Ooh. you can't do anything about that they have um reports that white phosphorus was dropped in december on the highlands yeah you know you can't do anything about that so you have this whole region who's basically you know, kind of like a simmering pot. Mm -hmm. And I think all of that energy and that fear and that anger and that frustration um, it has to manifest somehow. Right. So mm -hmm. we think that's connected to possession or spiritual oppression. Oh yeah. I would say like, again, like the same thing with like what I've experienced and like I've known of being in Africa is like, it's all of that, you know? And I think like also though, they're like those cultures are more, they're just kind of more open to it all. You know, well, yeah, the whole culture, yeah, exactly, yeah. Whereas if We're you said, closed off yeah, if you if US. you like went to your neighbor and was like, hey, I think you've got a demon or spirit, like <laughs> they would laugh you out of town because we mm. don't think like that. You know, it's it's like a something you see on TV or you know you you read about in scary novels. Um, it's not like a reality. Whereas like this is most people's reality in West Papua. It sounds like, you know. mm -hmm. yeah, really, really interesting. Demon. Yeah, life, I really yeah. like the animals coming to you, though the ancestors. <laughs> yeah, I want to be like a bird or kitty like a cat or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: Did you ever? Was there ever like a? Um, was there like a common thread where like people would would be um, like they would feel like the same oppression of like the same thing over long periods of time, or was it always like more like these short like curses and um, or like you know visited and and jail or whatever oh yeah, yeah yeah no for real for sure we have like um so one family that i was talking to it goes back like three or four generations okay you know, back into the 60s and they're like all these unexplained deaths um you know like one woman she was riding her motorbike and she like you know they think that she fell off and died but then when they did the autopsy they realized she died first and then fell off like Ooh. her car just stopped like while yeah. she was on the motorcycle the yeah. motorbike yeah and then like yeah other other family members in that line have also had like strange deaths and you know yeah it's crazy mm -hmm. are there like people that practice like black magic or or you know like they're actively like worshiping the demons and the devil yeah so so that's 
much less common and you get ostracized if you if <laughs> you're, you're doing, doing that, that stuff yeah. yeah and even if it's so there's not really a clear differentiation for them between black magic and white magic what we would call black okay, magic white yeah. magic they're just harnessing spirits gotcha. so what they're doing is they're basically saying all right my will is strong enough to subdue this spirit and make it do what i want um <laughs> sounds super dangerous <laughs> yeah right right and so once they have that spirit you know inside of them then it's um the whole community knows and they just don't talk to them wow and they'll still go to church you know the people who are you know harnessing the spirits they'll like sit in the pew just like there's just no one yeah no one everyone's too afraid to talk to them Ooh. Mm-hmm. so does the benefit like in money and power yeah and yeah yeah, kind of yeah, thing. yeah right right so you're using the the spirits to get what you want mm-hmm. and yeah like good harvest and stuff oh crazy yeah <laughs> good harvest we need new spirits <laughs> we'll get a better harvest this year <laughs> oh that kind of thing where there was another guy i met who was um he did it for like uh sports ability and so he was oh. on, like national level sports that's right He's a soccer player. Yeah. yeah. Wow. He said it was uh, power for his shins and like he would go out there and just never get hurt. Um, but yeah, it had like side effects and made him really angry and had a huge temper and eventually went to a priest and made him cast it out. Wow. But, yeah, but he was like, yeah, harnessing the spirits for that power. <laughs> what a crazy, Whoa. what a crazy thing. Man, so you just like sit here and just get told stories like this all day long. Um, so wild. Yeah, it is it. wild. <laughs> it's, it's so, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. So, okay. So for you as a um, educated man, so like you went to Princeton, you went to Wheaton College, you know, you have an MDiv and you studied every, you studied, you know, science obviously, and also the Bible. Do you, how, what do you feel is like your personal take on spirits and demons? Like, is that stuff real? Do we, uh, does that does that does that shit happen? Like, why is it more common in Papua, and not in you know Fullerton, California? I don't know. Yeah, no, those are all really important questions. I think, and um, there's not enough data to really address that kind of question. I don't think. Yeah. Um, you know, empirically, you know, people have posited guesses, and you know, you say, yeah, like Anna said, you're you're more open to it in those mm-hmm. kinds of cultures and environments. Sure. Um, it's also a much deeper part of their culture. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't, I would never be able to say conclusively like, oh yeah, it's like <laughs> not real or it is real. But the truth is, is something is happening and it's observable. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, it may not be repeatable in a scientific setting, but mm-hmm. it's been observed by all these people. It's been documented by all these people. Mm-hmm. So you have to approach it, approach it as reality, at least for them. Totally. And then find some yeah. way to interact with that someone uses the term consensual reality and that's what i think you're looking for as a westerner you're looking at these stories and being like okay like where where can we find common ground what similar experiences have we had and i think that's part of it too like because everyone has some kind of story about the supernatural even if it's just like you know my grandmother died and then like i saw a butterfly or a bird you know sure like that kind of thing you know or like i prayed and my dog got better yeah Everyone has something that they can't really like yeah. explain. Because rationally, you know, you can't... I think the temptation is to go into it and be like, oh yeah, well, it's a psychosomatic thing. And because you believe in it, then it makes you predisposed to be ill or something like that. But then, you know, it just doesn't really make sense with, like, why would you 
if you could be free from that, you know, why, why wouldn't you? And, um, mm -hmm. the woman who didn't know that she had been cursed, like, mm -hmm. how do you explain that kind of thing? Sure. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, a. Uh... Yeah, it's an interesting way to talk about it, I guess. You wouldn't be able to, like, study this in a clinic, you know, or, like, right, a, yeah. you, there's no way to, you know, put, like, possessed people, you know, and, and you know, just, like, look at them 24-7 or whatever and just, like, see what see what happens because it's, like, yeah. You, right, it's unethical and, yeah. You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at, the, at the top well, of the list. Well, I think it's more, it's more, like, complicated than that, too. It's not, like... Like, I don't even think... There's, like, no formula to it, I right. feel like, you know? Um, but after, like, hearing all of these accounts and um, kind of observing it, you totally think that it's real or something. That's 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 what's going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's definitely real. And, I mean, what, what does real mean, right? Like, it's all about perception and we all experience the world in such different ways, but it's definitely part of their real lived experience. And one of the things, you know, that that's kind of unexplainable I guess or maybe it is because the spirits are so tied to their land and they're so tied to the environment but you know people have asked okay well if you have these spirits why don't you just use them against Indonesia to get the Indonesians out and you have some stories of like uh that that working and um that being done but for the most part they're like look like these are our spirits and they affect us they don't like to affect like outsiders oh weird mm -hmm. yeah so, so it's like something has like a hold on the local populace. Yeah, the local populace and like the indigenous people especially. Hmm. So, I mean, I think the way that my reality would even encounter that reality would be quite different. Sure. Yeah, totally. Like even like if I'm there observing the same things, you know, seeing the same things, like just see it differently, experience it differently. Yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, we have one of my favorite theories well, it's, <laughs> I don't know if it's theory, but one of my favorite things is that it's like, a, um, to, to talk about this kind of stuff, it's like aliens, you know? Not to say that yeah. aliens are, are inhabiting people or whatever, but it's like, um, yeah. it'd be like the same thing as like, uh, if, you know, we, we would have, we have no idea about aliens, what they could do or what they can't do, you know? But if they were here, we, we probably wouldn't know, you know? Right, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we'd be able to like observe maybe stuff that they do, right? Uh -huh. Well, like it's any like any predator, right? Like uh, any prey. Like you think of a, a rabbit, you know, like it knows a lion's out there, but it's not like yeah, it doesn't know until it's... it gets eaten. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I love it. I love it all. Yeah, I believe so in all of it. Ghosts, demons, all of it. I like it. Yeah. Um, but I think there's always like drama to it too, because I know like when I was in Uganda too, like. A lot of people just use the like witch doctor stuff to like talk shit on other people. Too. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's like I feel like half of it's real and half of it maybe isn't, and some of it is probably dramatized. They're like spreading rumors that like they're no. A witch well, the, the church ladies would do that too. They'd like start talking about who had gone to the witch doctor. <laughs> it was like drama a lot. Yeah, that's really good. But the witch doctors are creepy. Do they wear, yeah, like, the masks and stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can, like, hear them at night sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. we would, we, like, stayed in, out, like, in the middle of nowhere, and you could, like, hear them, like, doing weird shit. I feel so, as though I'm, like, really, I've talked about this on this show, too, but, like, I'm really sensitive to all that stuff, too. 
So like I, there was like a couple times in Africa where I was freaked out and same with India. I feel like it's like very heavy in mm-hmm. India. Mm-hmm. Like just like you just feel like kind of like an oppressive darkness. Yeah, it's really interesting. Which I don't know anything about India and demons, like if they have a lot of stuff yeah. like that. But there's a huge thing in Sri Lanka with like Tamil women who've been possessed, and but like, oh, oh no, they haven't been possessed. What's happening is, if they're like getting out of line in the home or whatever, then the husband will call oh. in the priest to exercise them, mm. and I say exercise, and yeah. then like make him put him back into line. Jeez, yeah. it's kind of messed up. Right, so there's like a dark side to like this kind of right. belief India, too. India is so bad with women. Well, that's that's You're not allowed in too. restaurants. We had to go to restaurants that were co-ed <laughs> so that I could go in when I was there. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, okay, so Mike, now let's move on to tell us a couple like, if you'd like, tell us a couple like creepy stories that have yeah, happened to you. Yeah, 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 there's some you good ones. You have some ones. good ones. Um... Man, so I guess, like, as a little kid, like, probably four or five, um, we had, I saw kind of strange shadowy things around. Like, one time I remember distinctly being in my, I must have, must have been out of bed, because it was, like, I've pictured, like, running across the room, this, like, black Ew. thing, um, like, with our beds in the background. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we, we had a term for That's it, right? Creepy. We would, like, call it the black thing. Yeah, the black thing. Wait, both, this is the one both of you saw. Yeah, we, we, we lived in the same, or we, we slept in the same room. And I remember it standing over, like, at the it's foot of the bed. It's weird that you both saw it. Yeah. 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 And, like, it was something that we, like, definitely saw, like, at least, like, two or three times. Yeah, it was, like, a regular thing. I yeah. don't like the idea of it moving across the room. That's yeah. really yeah, makes like, me was, uncomfortable. Like, yeah. um, That's creepy. Yeah, so I, they could have been aliens. We don't know. Cause, well, because <laughs> I've seen, I've told stories about my like creepy, like black, like apparition thing yeah. that I've seen, but it's never really moved. Like the idea of it moving, I don't like that at all. It's like really right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it about. Um, and like, I was, I mean, yeah, I remember like being like scared out of my pants yeah no it was it was definitely like a, a scary situation it wasn't like it was oh something. this there's like you know a frog jumping across the was. floor it's like no this is like terrifying icy cold yeah well then maybe it was a demon yeah i mean it could have been or something or we could i don't know it, it could have been like uh a... or an alien yeah i don't know who knows or like, somebody or from ancestor. another dimension yeah yeah um yeah and then like there's a oh, there's a white thing too that was bigger than the black thing and it was just like a specter kind of deal like a human shape but it was just all like fuzzy white kind of like staticky but not static it would have just been like a softer presence than like the black thing i would say uh-huh. like a harder presence but still not good vibes yeah like <laughs> yeah. still scary <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay i like that one too is that did you ever, did you ever see him again like later on in life not those yeah i didn't ever no. either I don't know if they're maybe like tied to, to the, house. Like the house or like. Uh-huh. I saw there. I saw the black thing at at church a few times. Oh yeah, and this was you know it's funny so is weird. this is like actually probably oh. right around the time we we bailed out on that church, huh? Which I don't know if maybe. Oh right, yeah, because we yeah we stopped going to that church in like ninety seven. Did you like stop 96. seeing the thing after that? Do I don't remember seeing it after that. Maybe it was tied to the church. How weird would that be? It wouldn't surprise me, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> that place no. is weird. Yeah, old and weird. And There's a more recent one. 
where I was in college. And so I went to Wheaton College, like Andy said, and the other... In Chicago. Yeah, in Chicago. The other big alumni or alumnus from there is Wes Craven, who did Ooh. Last House on the Left. And we love, we love Wes Craven. Um, Nightmare on the <clears throat> Scream. Didn't he do Scream? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scream is my so all favorite. these yeah, all these movies that he's directed. So I lived off of Elm Street. Yeah. So Elm Street like ran behind my apartment. Um so I move in. I love it. Maybe it's maybe it's me, because like my other two roommates had already lived in that room before. Mm-hmm. And then I moved in uh, <laughs> like my senior year with them. Uh and just like weird stuff starts happening. Yeah. Of lights, the plugs wouldn't quite work right. Um, like lights would go on and off, Uh um, when they weren't supposed to. And part of it, you know, you just think like, oh yeah, it's just like whatever college dorm, like of course the electrical system is going to be shit. But then there's another plug like separate. And so my roommate was deaf and he had like this thing you put underneath the mattress and it rumbles to wake you up in the morning Mm. um, at the time. And it would just like rumble all through the night, like go off periodically. Oh my gosh. Um, Like during the day, we would just like, you know, he'd be doing the homework in the kitchen and be like, yo dude, like your alarm's going off. You know, rumble. What's happening? Rumble. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was happening. (laughs) And then, oh, what else happened? Um, There was one night when I was like asleep and like I knew that I like didn't get out of my bed um and then in the morning my roommate was like oh yeah like why what were you doing like pacing around in the room and I was like I didn't go to the bathroom at all and he was like no no I'm not going to the bathroom he was like you're like standing there like standing over clay my other roommate (laughs) and I was like ah um ew I don't like that so Michael yeah so I don't know if like, it's like a dream or like some creepy thing or whatever. We don't know. That's like and a then movie. I guess like the next night, the door to our bedroom was closed, you know, like latch closed. And like Clay and I were awake and we just, the door just opened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and we like were waiting and trying to figure out like who was coming in. Neither of us got out of bed. And then when we woke up, the door was closed. Oh. Yeah. So, and like none of the windows were open, you know, because we checked because like it was right when we moved in, so we've been, like, uh-huh. too hot to open the windows to keep them open with, like, the AC on. Um, yeah, so then Creepy. we were all like, all right, this is what's going down, and then uh, my roommate Noah was like, all right, time for uh, some prayer. we got to bless the house. So we went into the kitchen and, like, into all the rooms. Oh, my god! We said, like, cleansing prayers for the house, and uh-huh. then, it, like, we, we didn't experience any of that stuff again. Wow. So you got, you're full-on exorcist. Yeah. You exercise the house. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> I love it. They don't teach you about <clears throat> how to exercise things in, in Div, do you? No, they don't. They, yeah, they don't they have no classes on that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think like part of it's just like, you know, we grew up exposed to spiritual power early, I think. Like, do you yeah. remember when we went to that homeless shelter in Fort Worth and they had the prophet? Yeah. There was this kid who was like our age and he would sit off on top of the stage and be like, close his eyes and be like, I sent someone in the room. She has a red shirt on, has an anger of demon, a demon of anger on her forehead. Come forward to be prayed for. So like everyone's like, you know, looking around like, oh shit, what's the color of my shirt? You know, and, um, I mean, this is like super lo-fi. This reminds me, this reminds me of like, uh, something out of, um, I don't know, like, a. Eli Roth movie like it, it it's full on like you know dingy church like not like a homeless shelter yeah, yeah. but it's, it's as lo-fi as you can get pretty much right, yeah. right, right. 
Yeah. I mean, like, the whole thing, like, smelled so much of, like, beer and pee mixed together that I couldn't drink beer for, like, ages because it just, yeah. Yeah, uh, there's some weird stuff that happened at that on those trips. Yeah, the whole <laughs> thing sure. was, like, so spiritually imbued. Yeah, weird, yeah. weird stuff. I, I mean, I remember not even being super into, um, I don't know, like, not being super aware of like uh you know spirituality or demons or anything and 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 i remember being like oh yeah this this is super heavy demonic activity yeah and i don't know how i would have known that you know yeah but i think it's like experiences like these and just openness to kind of the supernatural and almost all the priests that i've worked with have acknowledged this kind of stuff um the last one i was oh the priest that i um knew really well in wellington new zealand when i was living there he has this story where um, this young girl came in and said that they were hearing footsteps around the house. And so he went in and he did a cleansing prayer of everything. Um, and then also afterwards, like two months later, like the footsteps had completely stopped and their heating bill or their like gas bill went way down because it had been super cold in the apartment the whole time or the house yeah. the whole time. Um, and they hadn't noticed because they just assumed that's like what it was like supposed to be. But then um, after the exorcism, oh. then like it wasn't cold anymore in the <laughs> like the certain spots in the house. So they like cold saved, saved money. <laughs> Jeez, man, wow. that's wild. That is wild. Such good stories. Demons. Um, okay, didn't you have like one other good ghost story from when you were in Connecticut? Didn't like something weird happen there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is, I think this is, this was probably just like sleep paralysis or something. Uh-huh. Um, you know, who knows? Still creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I sleep with, and I have this Franciscan rosary that hangs over my bed. Uh-huh. So like I wake up and there's like, um, the rosary is like fallen with the cross is like fallen off the, the wall and is, you know, next to me on the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like sense this spirit like hovering over me, like mm-hmm. a black spirit. And I like can't move but I can like see it, see it there. And so I'm in my head, I'm like trying to say like the Hail Mary, you know, for the rosary. Oh, yeah. So the cycle of the Hail Mary, you do like for every bead, you know, you say like one Hail Mary um, when you're doing the rosary. And then when you get to like one of the big beads, you do the Lord's Prayer mm-hmm. um, or some other prayer or reflection um, that I do the Lord's Prayer. And so then like... Do you do it in Latin? Yeah, so I do it in Latin, you know, like Ave Maria, that whole thing. Yeah, so yeah. then I get through 10 of those and then I get to the Lord's Prayer and then I'm like... And deliver us from evil and then like it just stops mm. and i can like move again and like cross myself and i'm like sit up how long is that that's what probably two minutes yeah to get yeah, through all right around, yeah so yeah. that's why i think like you know that one could be like a sleep paralysis deal but you're like, an exorcist yeah i don't know you exercised yourself <laughs> I, just, yeah. I just had a sleep paralysis the other night actually really in the way yeah, yeah. i don't think i've ever had one good luck man they're scary i I mean i i remember waking up and being really afraid but also being like oh this is what's going on it's gonna yeah, stop yeah, yeah. right right yeah. Okay. well and like because yeah, the first time i heard about it like i knew about just the immobilization part mm-hmm. but it wasn't associated with like seeing things or like like still being in dreams um mm-hmm. yeah well that's oh, the part that freaks you out. well i think for me because i've had a few times over the years like maybe like a handful three or four and it's always been in like the dead of night. One one time it was at three a.m. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, and I was I was like, okay, I'm gonna see a ghost. But um, and 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 uh, I've always been awake, like full fully awake, and, and I don't see stuff, I don't hallucinate. But I uh, 
you know, I just, you just can't move. And, and that's the part that gets, makes you really afraid. Cause right, you're like, why right. can't I move? You know, yeah. Why is yeah. it? And and things seem like way quieter and more still than they should be for some at least when I when I experienced this yeah um, which is always maybe really creepy like, yeah you know. it sounds horrifying like I I, could, I wouldn't be able to hear like you know like cars going by or something like or the train in the background yeah. and yeah it would be like completely still and quiet I don't know if that's like your brain suppressing yeah that. probably like because it's supposed to be when you're you come out of REM too soon right so like. Maybe you're in the rim because it's so quiet. Right. You know, I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've had sleep paralysis maybe two or three other times, but I've never had that, like, sensation of seeing it's things scary. except for that one time. Yeah. yeah. That's a really creepy story. Yeah, it's really good. I like that a lot. Me too. Um, like, it, I think it was, like, the week or two before I had my really scary, like, incident in my old house where I saw the thing in the middle of the night, the black thing. Um, it was like a week or two before that my roommate had a dream where like the way she describes this figure is like literally what I saw so that's like why this is so creepy but this like black like thing was like above her and was like pressing down on her where she like couldn't breathe like basically like choking her and then she like started praying in her dream and like she woke up and it like wasn't there. Isn't that creepy? Yeah. And then two weeks later, I saw that I saw like that. Same Wait, did you like in know my hallway? That she, did she tell you that story before you saw the thing? No, oh. no. I told literally the next day. I like called both my roommates into my room and like told them the whole story. And she was like, "That's when she told me." She was like, "I fucking yeah. saw that in my dream like yeah. two weeks ago." Aliens were doing experiments on you. I think it was a demon. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm fine with it being an alien, actually. It's kind of cool. Yeah, either way. Oh my gosh, aliens. Okay, Mike, so the last question. We always ask this. Let's talk about aliens. What do you think? What's your uh, take on them? Yeah, they for sure exist. Yeah. Or alien life, I think, for sure exists. What are they like? Are they bugs? Are they, uh, you know, primate-looking things? What Are they homo sapien-looking two-legged? Are they little green men? No, yeah. I'd, I'd say probably something that we can't even comprehend, you know? Non-carbon-based. I yeah, like it. Little yeah, green yeah. men. <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, the grays and the greens. <laughs> yeah. Those gray aliens are creepy. So have they, they but, people describe but them. have they visited here yet? Are they here already or what's going on? Yeah, probably, man. I mean, mm-hmm. there's only like, you know, so many unexplained phenomena that you can list without saying, okay, look, like something has to be happening that we have to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Like demons. Exactly. Here's the real question, though. Are you going to the Area 51 raid? Hell yeah, I am. <laughs> September 20th. Here I come, Area 51. Get me my alien. <laughs> my gosh. Can't kill them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Run. yeah, out of control. Well, well, thanks, Michael. Thanks so much for being a guest on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, coming all the way from freaking Cal or uh, <laughs> New Zealand. Uh-huh. <laughs> Best wishes. You're you're taking off to Ecuador after this. Yep. Yep. So in Spanish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe Watch keep us surprised for the yeah. uh, s- the Spanish speaking demons, demons. Maybe. Yeah, I'll be there for Day of the Dead. I think, which I'm really excited. Oh, about. that's gonna be so much yeah. fun. Are you going to dress up like a skeleton? Yeah, otherwise they get you. Oh, yeah. Oh. Is that how it works? Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. I watched... Uh, Coco. <laughs> no. Coco's... I love that movie. Oh. I was going to say, there's a James Bond where he dresses up as a oh, skeleton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> At the beginning, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. It's not a very good movie, but... 
All right, well, guys, remember, stay safe out there. Don't get got by the aliens or the demons. Um, don't suck in the power of your ancestor. Yeah, but you can have like an ancestor bat spirit. That's fine. Mm, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, thank you, Michael. Just remember, be yourself. It's okay to be weird. But don't kill anyone. Don't suck the life out of them either. Or put bones in their yard as a curse. No. Don't stick aliens on them. And don't put black things in their dreams. Don't. Don't kill them in seven days. Seven days. Seven days. <laughs>。今回のホラートークは、ホラートークは、ホラートークは、ホラートークは、ホラートークは、ホラートークは、ホラートークは、ホラートークは、ホラートークは、ホラートークは、ホラートークは、ホラートークは、ホラートークは、ホラートークは、We'd also love to stay in touch, so if you have any thoughts or suggestions, please feel free to reach out at horrortalkwithtoys at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on Instagram for some bonus content on this episode. Thanks for listening and have a great week.